When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwind. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. Hey there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to Hyperspace Hangout. Welcome back to our Mandalorian rewatch as you know we're all excited about boba fett and we're trying to plow through the mandalorian you know to get ready for boba fett and then i'm guess i think mandalorian season two is or season three excuse me it's gonna be like february i think i think we're getting it rather wow out the gate matt's matt's calling it out saying we might i mean that would be awesome why are you saying that why do you think that well, the Disney, uh, you know, Investor Day, Disney Plus Day, as they're calling it this year, right, is coming up. Uh, it's going to be Friday, this coming Friday, right, the twelfth. Uh, yeah. And supposed last last year we saw a lot of stuff. This year we're supposed to get some stuff too, some Marvel stuff, some you know Star Wars stuff. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna see it. I think they're gonna. Now I don't know. You know, maybe they just show us a, t- a trailer at the end of the Boba Fett thing, but we're getting something. And Mandalorian's yeah. obviously coming soon because that's like their that's right now is their their mega hitter on Disney. Yeah. On Disney Plus. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so so the thing is, I, I was thinking, remember when they did WandaVision for Avengers? And like right after that, it was just like two shows back to back. It was WandaVision. Right. What was it? Uh Captain Falcon. I, I know. I keep calling him Captain Falcon, but this is not Super Smash Brothers. Okay, I, it is. I, it is Winter know. Soldier and the and Falcon. But then the Falcon becomes Captain America, and so the whole deal. And you know what? All we really wanted was more Captain America. I think it's pretty. You know, that's the thing. You know, let me. Can I, <laughs> can I just say something here real quick? God dang you it! Know, here we go. Yeah. Can I just yes. say something here? Yeah, because I know I know we always like to interject just a few a few a few wants from Disney. OK, right. Mm-hmm. We are Disney fans. Yes, we are. Right. Once Disney, yes, we are. once Disney acquired Marvel and Star Wars, like, OK, now we're now Disney fans as mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. We're Disney share. I am a Disney shareholder. And I yes, have you some are. demands. OK, I get I get a say in this. All right. First of all. Again, where's our Ewok show for kids? Let's go. Let's go. That's <sighs> Grogu and the Ewoks hanging out. Grogu and the Porgs. Right. Right. You're literally missing out on billions of dollars. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'm not going to get off this. This. Well, I would say, you know, you can't say horses in Star Wars, but I'm pretty sure there were horses in Cantina Pie. Cantina. I don't know. I try to block it out. <laughs> there were. Okay. Man. Those were. Uh, you know, I. And then there were actual horses in Rise of Skywalker. Right. I don't know where right. they got them. But Somebody really but liked horses on the production. Somebody really liked horses. So I'm not going to get off. This. Yeah, okay. So where I want my Ewok show. And, you know, nobody cares about Falcon and the, the Winter Soldier, okay? We just want Captain America. It's like we yeah. keep going. We keep having to go further and further out into these, like, B to C to D level characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, at some point it's like, yeah, you made the Guardians of the Galaxy cool, but at some point it's like, look, uh, yeah, how, how, why are you focusing on all this when there's literally 
you know, great Star Wars characters like Luke Skywalker that you could make a show for. That. So so we joke, right, that the Ewok right. show would make a lot of money. My friend, they're sitting on an absolute gold mine there. If they're they can figure out how to like I don't I, I actually don't understand why they won't just do it. Are they afraid? Like, give it to Dave they're Filoni. Afraid. They're afraid. Yoda like <laughs> they're afraid. It, it'll lead you down the, the like the wrong path, my friend. Right. Oh, my gosh. But I think what Dave Filoni and John Favreau did by making it Luke Skywalker, that was the big thing we said. Will they do it? Because they just didn't have the you know what's to just go and do it. And they said, no, we're going to do it. And we kept it a secret. And it was one of the most monumental things. You had Ahsoka. You had Grogu name drop. You had all sorts of stuff going on. Bo-Katan. Really cool things that would have made Mando awesome season two would have been like okay awesome but they said no luke skywalker will be in this and right now now he's there matt you have to now you it's just, just sitting. we need a we need we need a luke show it's just, you just got to do it are you going to call into the investor day thing and i think like, i am you know i get a vote I, as a shareholder and i'm i'm voting with my like you know three shares i'm saying i we want we need some some turnaround here yeah okay and while we're at it disney what do we have to do to get Hank Williams Jr. back on mon on Monday Night Football? Okay, it was literally like the the it's like literally the Monday Night Football slash it used to be Sunday Night Football song for a long time, and they just got rid of it. Okay, really? I mean, what are we what are we doing? Wow, okay? that's we're season really... we're season four of Goof Troop too. Are we gonna get that? Oh I my mean, what... gosh, gosh! Actually, the Goofy movie. I was who was I with? I was uh, my good buddy Lane. I was down there visiting his kids, and they're watching the Goofy. The kids love this stuff, man. The old stuff is still good. It's still awesome. My niece Rachel loves it. Like, yeah, Disney, come on, and bring I mean, this to Star Wars. But like, the, like you said, why can't we? Look, they're making a they're making a Buzz Lightyear movie. Did you see the trailer right, for that? Yeah, Chris Pratt's voicing it because Chris Pratt at this point is literally voicing everything. He's gonna be like Mario Garfield and Buzz Lightyear all in all in one. Okay, I mean, what? Pratt. I mean, what is going on here? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's but why can't we get a Pixar Star Wars movie? Yeah. And again, like you said, it should be like you have cute, cuddly characters that you can do it with. You have a child. We're covering today right. the episode called The Child for right. crying out loud. I mean, you so... tell me who's cooler, Luke Skywalker or Buzz Lightyear. I mean, you're doing a space Pixar movie. Why can't it be Luke Skywalker? Buzz Lightyear wouldn't even be here if it weren't for Luke Skywalker. So like, exactly, no, he, he can buzz off. I mean, I love, I love him, right? I do love right. Ian Woody, but geez, come on, yeah, that's that's wild. So uh, bring it back. God, I love, I love the Matt rants where it's like, let me get in with Disney and just tell them what's what's going on because what we, I'm you're just right. gonna start applying. I'm gonna start applying for jobs at Disney. You should just be like, hey, buddy. You should. We got to get to like that Star Wars uh, theory level where you can just start making your own fan films or like writing your own scripts and pitching these mm -hmm. ideas on YouTube. And people are like, OK, there's an outcry, right? Like you have to do this. I mean, some people joke that disturbance. some people joke that Star Wars theory is is like behind the creation of like Kenobi because he did his Vader fan film. You're like, oh, see. You know, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that, but I, I, I need to because I've heard it. I've heard it's good. It's good. It is. Good. I watched. Uh, I'm fine with fan films. films. I never take you too. never take you never take a fan film as like something mm -hmm. obviously serious. Right. No, it's for fun. Remember the one we watched with Mara Jade? I thought that was actually really good. It, it was disqualified by George Lucas, uh, at one of the Star Wars celebrations, because it took place slightly prior to episode four. Um, right. And he was like, that's a big no-no because he was doing the prequels and he was just like, you guys can do fan films. Just don't do them about, you know, my stuff. He didn't want any type of, uh, you know, touching of, of his one, two and three. And they just went, you know, a year or two before. Right. Episode four, you know, so. I was trying to remember because I was like, I was trying to remember, like, remember a few years ago, um, there was a Power Rangers like little fan film. Remember this? Yeah, but didn't it star one of the? Yeah, well, it did. So it ha it did have some of the people who were who were in it. So James Vanderbeek, right? Who was? I think he was in in it, wasn't he? Wasn't he in Power Rangers? I thought the no. guy that played Tommy no, was like no. He I wasn't. thought he did. Yes, yes. Some there was somebody who was who was in it. I was dumb. I was wrong. James Vanderbeek was not in Power Rangers. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. I don't even life. know who that is. Yeah, you're fine. I don't know. So, that's literally yeah there are um, power ranger fans no, but, freaking but out right kate, now. i know they're like jesus christ man Son but katie sackoff that's where i was gonna go who's yeah. book tan she she was in it she was the pink ranger 
It was, it was, kind of, it was cool. It was like what? dark and edgy. And Wait, she was in a fan film? She was in the Power Rangers fan film, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, James Vanderbeek is like a big actor, so is Katie Sackhoff. I mean, the rest of the people I don't really know, but. Yeah, that's cool. I love it. No, the lady who played Rita Repulsal. Repulsla, whatever what was in there yeah. she w- she reprised her role for this Mike, <clears throat> you what were those guys called putty putty men or something like that something. Like put- putties and they just you had to hit them in the chest if you hit them right in the chest right. man you got them boom you know it's like it's like when anakin says hit the nose <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jar- exactly <laughs> yeah i just can we get some anakin pod racing I mean, give me if you uh, if you made. I mean, look, we have we have cars. I mean, why can't we get a Anakin pod yeah. racing cars type Disney Plus? Yeah, you know, Pixar yeah. movie. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I yeah. We we got to start something like a petition. Get like something signed by folks and and roll with this because. Uh, it's it's a dag. We all shame. pull together and we all start inv- buying Disney shares. Matt, okay? then we get then we technically get to own some of the company. Okay, Matt, and you can yeah. There are more of us, Matt. There, there are, are more of us. <laughs> Lando talking to Paul. There are more. So, of us. all right. Well, here's some news for you guys. I don't know if you saw oh, this or not. No, let's from, go. This is from our buddies over at Star Wars leaks. Star okay. Wars Reddit leaks. This is um some 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 news here is that there is a rumor this comes from star wars uh star wars newsnet.com mm-hmm. is that lucasfilm is developing an old republic movie for 2023 and the rogue squadron movie could actually get pushed back so um here's here's an here's an article here um actually give me a screen share here let me let me screen yeah, yeah. share this yes, here yes sir let me see here. How do you do that? Move me over here. Give me the screen share. share well, actually, screen. I don't know. Will it let you on this? Yeah, we're well, on, we're using a new program. Yeah, well, you just got. Oh, you, you just got to give me. You got to give me permission here, bro. Oh. Uh yeah, there we go. So boom. All right. Well, we got our yeah. hyperspace stuff there. That's all right. You can look on. You just keep it underneath it. That's perfect. We're, guys, we're using a new program over here. It's a new program. Uh, there's on there's, the outcast. That's the thing. Okay. So as anyway, some news here is that Lucasfilm is developing an old Republic movie from 20 for 2023 as rogue squadron could move to 2024. So a rumor from a friend has suggested that Lucasfilm is moving ahead quickly on a movie. Um, It's not rogue squadron. It could be an old Republic era movie Um, earlier earlier today. Our pal BSL big screen leaks who actually is sort of a uh, he's a pretty good Star Wars leaker. There's def- mm-hmm. he's definitely been definitely been pretty accurate before. There's a Star Wars film planned to shoot next year. It's not Taika Waititi's film, which we know is something else, or um, Kevin Feige's film, which is another rumored mm-hmm. Star Wars movie, yeah. or Rogue Squadron, which we know is going to be done by Patty Jenkins, who did the Wonder Woman uh, movies here. So we've reached out to the source for clarification. Um, there's nothing yet. Um, says uh, they are taking their time to make sure that the screenplay is right just before filming begins for the Rogue Squadron movie. The, squi- the script is uh, in question, written by uh, Matthew Robinson, has itself received a major rewrite since it was first announced, and um, Patty Jenkins herself is keeping busy with her work on the third Wonder Woman movie um, and a planned Amazon spinoff. Yeah, so there is there's actually like two sort of uh, Wonder Woman movies kind of in, in plan there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people at Lucasfilm wanted a hiatus from the annual film releases in order to enable a sh- ins- to ensure uh, that each project that they work on has the right amount of time development. Uh, basically, you know, I don't think that maybe they want to go down the route of like cramming Star Wars in our face. I didn't necessarily. Well, we kind of had a problem with it back in the day with sort of like it felt like, man, we were getting Solo and Rogue One and all this stuff. It, but at the time, if they get it right. I, at you the know. time, yeah. Um, at the time, as they had sort of announced, like, "Hey, we're gonna be getting." I mean, remember going into that, it wasn't just like 
oh, hey, we're getting the original Star Wars. Tri- we're getting the sequel trilogy and there's going to be Rogue One and Solo. Mm-hmm. At the time, there was like rumors slash sort of announced Ryan Johnson's going to be getting his own trilogy. The Game of Thrones, you know, Dave, Dan and Dave are getting a trilogy. There's a Yoda movie in the works. There's a Boba oh. Fett movie in the works, which sort of, I guess, turned into either Book of Boba slash right. Mandalorian. Right. And so it wasn't just like, oh, hey, you're getting these movies. It was like, my God, we're going to be getting a Star Wars movie every year for the next like 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is, though, they when they announced all of these, remember, we had like we did like a YouTube special on it where we had we showed all of the all the stuff like visions was something they mentioned. We got right. visions, right? Uh, they, they they threw all these things up on the screen. Rogue Squadron was one of them. We're like, OK, what's this about now? That's like seemingly a full stop. And let's let's think about this for a second. Let's because actually what's more difficult to do, truly what's more difficult to do is to fill in gaps in Star Wars and make it connect and make sense. That's what they're realizing. If you want to do something new and you want to push it forward and get new content out there, go to the Old Republic. That is way safer to do because <clears throat> you, you, you're not really jacking anything up there because you've already decanonized all of the Old Republic stuff and you can use elements of it, but by God. you know, Even the Old Republic stuff in its own right is vague. That's like the whole point because yes. it's based off of video games where you get to have your own choice. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic 2, which follows the, you know, follows directly Knights of the Old Republic 1, everything about it is vague so that whatever choices you made in your experience at Knights of the Old Republic 1 could still work either way. It's, and so it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, you know, in the Old Republic, you know, they, if they reference the Knights of the Old Republic 2, it's the same thing. So, yeah you can actually tell whatever story you want and it's not going to be canon or not canon because the whole thing is sort of ambiguous. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's safer. Like if you do rogue squadron, I'm guessing there it's going to be post episode six. And that's when you think back to the old rogue squadron legend series and maybe is wedge involved or uh, I don't know what all they're going right. to do with it. Is it just a different, rogue I, would, squadron? I would have it. Is it, I would have it almost be the battle of Jakku is how I'd end it. Since yeah, you could such a since that's such uh, an important part of the sort of new Star Wars canon as you could have it be the Battle of Jakku. Yeah, actually show us uh, some other because, again, there's we know in this in the Star Wars universe, there are so many other just because we have a novel about certain battles. We know there are other battles going on just because the battles we saw, for example, the Battle of Hoth um, in Episode five. And then we saw things on Endor. There were other battles taking place, which I think is is really cool. It's it's why what was the video game? Um, oh gosh, Squadrons didn't they? Did they have there's a story? Rogue Squadron? There's Rogue yeah. Squadron, the game. Yeah, there's that. But what, the new game that they just did, Squadrons. Did they have a story just, mode? Right? Eh, kind of. I, I, you know, I in all honesty, did. Squadrons did not do very. I mean, like, yeah, it no, didn't it, do very well. It kind of died did. like immediately, and it's kind of cool but i don't know right i i only bring it up because i think there was a story a campaign part to it that i played and i was like all right actually this is kind of cool to think yeah there's other star wars battles commanders and people who are lower ranking uh out there doing patrol missions and and so on um i was just reading uh, literally guys like no joke this past week i've been listening to the black fleet crisis an old legends uh story where they're getting the uh i think it's the fifth fleet or something for the rebel for the New Republic ready to go. Akbar and Leia are going around. And like it's just some, you know, they're just patrolling and doing different things. There's just so much in Star Wars that you can do. Uh, that's awesome. That's why the Alphabet Squadron book series works so well. And Thrawn's backstory is working so well. And even Thrawn is commanding a different part of the Imperial forces in this time between episode three and four. That works. Like he's, he can do his own thing. There's room for those stories. But you got to be careful when you talk about all these movies and these TV shows to do them after episode six along with Mandalorian and like, do you get it? I mean, can anything be like, for example, this rogue squadron thing, could it be something that they dropped during at the same time? It's like new Republic and it's like the same timeline. Does it have to be before episode or, or before season one of the Mandalorian, or could they do it as something that's going on inside the new Republic and in the inner rim and all that kind of stuff? They could, but it's just more dangerous. It's just, it, they've shown us that they don't have, with the sequels, unfortunately, they don't have people talking to each other and they don't have people like you have showrunners now overseeing all the Mandoverse. Do not touch it, I would say. Let it be its own thing. Let them work through that. So I would hold off on the Rogue Squadron stuff unless it's going to be before Mandalorian even starts. Yeah. But 
Again, Matt, though, hold on. You can have something happen in Rogue Squadron that could be really significant. They do something, and like Dave Filoni and John Favreau are like, uh, hold on a second. Like, hold on a second, buddy. Like, yeah, you did something that was pre. I, that's where it gets tricky. If they blow up a, a certain ship or um, something, a planet, or they do something with the New Republic, or they set up some law and they say, this is how the New Republic works. And they're like, actually, it's not how we wanted it to, 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 to work in our show. So now it's going to seem clashy and like, what was the change? You know, so like, you just got to be. Got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you need it really. What you need, like one sort of, you need people at the head of the ship. I mean, Marvel can pull it off. Right, Marvel has tons of movies and everything. I mean, you yeah. just sort of you you have like your one guy. Where Star Wars, it feels like eh, I don't know. You know, it's like it seems like Dave Filoni and John Favreau have a lot of power, but then you've also got all this other stuff going on. Right, which just make it work. And if you okay, if you want other people to come in and play in the in the play in the Star Wars playground, if you will, right, move them to the Old Republic. Or take a team and focus on post Ray, but the thing right. is that if Luke Skywalker does something, let's say let's say Dave Filoni and those guys are like, we're gonna bring in Mara Jade, we're gonna right. we're gonna have a Luke Skywalker son that disappeared and went to the far side of the galaxy. Well, that then affects Ray's story going forward right. and Finn and everything else. So you need to know what the heck is is planned. You need like, come on, it's not right. that that difficult. It's not that difficult. Well, hey, speaking of that, as actually I'm. Today's going to be an interesting day because there's actually uh, an insane amount of Star Wars news. I'm not going to lie. Okay, what what, what was going to some, some of this I'm surprised as 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 the Star, I have you know I haven't seen any of it. It's been busy, man. It's been busy. This <laughs> I, week. So there was uh, Matt Smith was interviewed. Um, by the uh, way, have you did you I see heard this? About this? Did you hear about this? I okay. heard about it. Right. So Matt Smith was interviewed on. Um, I'm guessing the guy's name is Josh Horowitz. Uh, anyway, it, it, he's talking. He's talking about a lot of different things. Um, obviously, we know. Because we cover Game of Thrones, Ben the Knee uh, podcast, Song of Ice and Fire podcast. Be sure to check it out if you're getting ready for mm -hmm. the upcoming Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. But um, yeah, so he was, you know, talking about a lot of different things. But uh, he talked about sort of what his role was going to be, and he doesn't say very much in Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Skywalker, which we mm -hmm. knew he was rumored to say. Now he doesn't actually say this is huge. specifically like I was going to play this character. I was going to play this. He actually goes on to kind of say that you know he never actually filmed anything and talks broke down, but uh, his role was going to be a rather big deal, and it was going to represent a big shift in the history of the Star Wars franchise. Now. This is interesting because the rumors have always been that he was potentially going to be um, he he was he was potentially going to be like the, one of the children of the like the force. Right. The um, what is it? Now I'm blanking on it. Oh, like the Lothal. Acolyte? No, it goes to the Lothal, the Mortis gods. Mortis right? gods. That was, oh, our, yeah. that was yes. our long thing. Sorry, but yes. The sort of new thing that's going around everywhere is that it, people are saying that he could have perhaps played a, a sort of rejuvenated Palpatine. Mm -hmm. like yep. a, not, so not bring back Ian, Ian right? Mm -hmm. um, yep. Bring Matt Smith in to be a younger Palpatine that maybe you could even have go forward, right? So you could still go down that sort of cloned Palpatine role or something like that, but... Um, yeah, so that's that is sort of now the potential theory. And if he says he's going to represent a huge shift in the history of Star Wars, I think we would potentially see more going forward. But who knows? Because the production of Rise of Skywalker sounds terrible uh, from everything we've heard of it. Yeah, it sounds like they had they had so many ideas and they didn't really know what to do and 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 where to go. And that's the that's the problem is that I what was you know gosh what's Ryan Johnson's version of the follow up to that? We'll never know. He'll never say because there was no version for it. Uh, but so Matt, I, from what I, I was watching Star Wars Theory cover this the other day too. This this news came out and I just saw the the quick beginnings of it. There was people were taking his vague comments and even going as far as like Plagueis being involved. Uh, possibly and like an essence transfer into a, uh, a different like like that somehow Plagueis was was also involved in this and was behind right. like it was a big it was it was such a such a shift that it was like Plagueis may even be behind more than we realize and I don't know it, it was a lot of different things that, that they were throwing around because you also don't want to take away from what Palpatine did he did he was the Sith Lord he is the most influential Sith Lord we've ever known I mean he changes the galaxy forever and 
has has an empire. He's not just some guy out there fighting uh, with a lightsaber and doing evil things. He he took over the galaxy. So that's a, that's, that's a big deal. But Plagueis somehow was involved. Let me see here. Let me read from this article. Uh, I know you read some of this already, but he said, so Smith told, do, 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 let's see, what's that, what's that a podcast he was on? Happy, Sad, Confused podcast or something? And yeah. Was, right? Okay. Real quick, he said, uh, we were close to to me being in it, but they just never, but it never quite happened. Uh, let's see. I think the thing they were thinking for me eventually, the part became obsolete and they didn't need it. Uh, so I never got to be in Star Wars. Smith didn't say whether or not he would have played Palpatine's son or someone close to Palpatine, but he said his role would have reshaped the Star Wars universe as we know it. Um, and then he goes on to say, I could not possibly say if it was Palpatine's son, but it was a pretty groovy thing. It was a pretty groovy part and a concept, like a big story detail, like a transformative st uh, Star Wars story detail, but it never quite uh, got over the line. So whatever it was, and this is where the uh, Star Wars Theory and, and other YouTubers were speculating that maybe it had to do with, like you said, the Mortis gods. Maybe it had to do with, um, you know, Plagueis and, 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 and so on. So just kind of... Uh, it, yeah, yeah, interesting. yeah. A lot of yeah, the, yeah. A lot of people are saying that maybe they would have went down the route where Palpatine sort of sucks the power out of the dyad between Ray and Kylo, and then he it would be younger, and then Matt Smith would play him. Although there are some contradiction, you know, contradictions to that because when Ian, Mc, Ian McDermott didn't film anything until Star Wars Celebration, and it's like, hey, announced he's going to be in the movie, and then they filmed stuff after that. So. The whole deal is just, it seems like, you know, they had tons of ideas that they were tossing out and around and we're going to go with and ended up not going with some over others. But these are some potential kind of ideas. Um, and, you know, we had heard the idea of Matt Smith being like a Mortis God that was t tossed around and leaked and stuff like that. So, um, but, you know, if you, you could certainly think that that he's going to be obviously it's pretty apparent that he was going to be some he was going to be the dark side sort of villain in yeah. in the movie i mean yeah. that regardless of which way you go it's pretty obvious at this point and that that that's ultimately what it was going to be yeah yeah which which is cool <clears throat> um and it's it's crazy to think you had an actor that big where they were there was some type of story uh situation even if it was just him becoming a new younger palpatine that would have been cool that that would have been really need to see that or his son or a clone maybe he was going to play that role it was going to be a larger role or mortis god would have been really cool i think um you would definitely need to wove dave filoni in on that conversation and say how does this actually work and yeah. what are some of the secrets behind that i think that's what they were like yeah we don't we can't mess with that because dave's doing i mean it's in it's in freaking lethal it's in it's in rebels he knows right. You got to bring that guy in and and, t and talk to him about this. You can't, Matt. You can't just throw them in there. Like 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 JJ can't just be like, yeah, we're gonna do the Mortis gods, and not talk to George Lucas about what it all means, or talk to Dave Filoni and understand, you know, what they were trying to do with that concept. You just can't do that uh, without their help. It's it's insane. As and the news does not stop there, my friend. Give it to me. Okay, there's a lot of stuff uh, coming out. So they've. Uh, there's the wave three of the essential legends collection is coming out. Right. So they, this is something where they do, they go back and they sort of reprint some of the old, you know, extended universe as we used to call it books. And they're now printing the, um, the legend there, you know, the legends ones uh, and the ones they're printing uh, coming out in April are Kenobi, um, Darth Plagueis, Wedge's Gamble and Destiny of Evil, which is the first in the Darth Bane series. Which seems kind of like the perfect time to print some of these. The old Kenobi book, the Darth mm -hmm. Plagueis book. Okay, it seems like this is some stuff we're going on. Wedge's mm -hmm. Gamble, that could tie into Rogue Squadron. And mm -hmm. then Darth Bane, which is Old Republic stuff. Right, right. Is Are they trying to tell us something? Are they trying to tell yeah. us that some Have of these things are... These? Yeah, so the Kenobi one, I've only read the beginning of it. And the Darth Bane novel, yes, that one is good. I think we, yeah. Didn't you read that with me? I'm pretty sure you no, did. I think you covered it. I think you covered it back in the old okay. Rebel Watch days. Yeah, so there's a trilogy for that, and I, I I read I read all those. That's a good one. We can go back and read that. I mean, the Darth Bane trilogy is good. Uh, so that would be fun. What was the other one you said? Um, uh, Plagueis and then Wedge's Gamble. Okay, Plagueis I have. 
read that for sure. That's a really good one. Uh, Wedge's Gamble, man, I've seen it. It's actually on my shelf right over here, but have it's part of the X-Wing series. Yeah, and the X-Wing series, I think, has like 14. Let me, how many books are in the X-Wing series here? Uh, X-Wing series. This is book two of the Rogue Squadron series. Okay, yes, which is sometimes called the X-Wing series. You've got, because uh, you have different squadrons in there. You've got the, the Iron Fist. You've got Wraith uh, Squadron. You've got, so it's like, it's a ton of different books and inside it are different squadrons. Rogue Squadron is, is one of those, which is 1996. Uh, it's a book. And then, yeah, Wedge's uh, Gamble. It's, it's, yeah. So is it the X-Wing novel series? I'm guessing. Let me see here. Yeah. A lot of people are this. saying that, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't read the Kenobi book, but a lot of people are saying that actually a lot of you, you I would, a lot of what we may see in Kenobi is probably going to be drawn from this, this book, this Kenobi book. Yeah, let me see here. I am confused on something. And yeah, that's true. I've heard that as well, that there's a lot of some really cool stuff in the that Kenobi novel is Legends, right? Yeah, it's 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 Legends. Um, it's it tells the story of Obi-Wan's first days of self-exile on the desert planet Tatooine following the events of um, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Um, so in this book. He's now going under the guise of Ben. Um, he sets up a he sets up a house. He's doing stuff with moisture farmers. I don't necessarily want to spoil it. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, it seems like yeah. he's just doing some stuff on Tatooine, getting into Tatooine adventures. Yes, and and that's what I've I've heard that there's a like a lot dealing of his reflections Tus- dealing with Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Like some people are even saying that that book could still work as maybe a prequel or a, a, uh, you know, like, like, like the, the pre-story or whatever to Kenobi, like Kenobi might still work uh, kind of with, with that book because it's really just him doing his thing there on Tatooine and it's an untouched story besides rebels and Ezra Bridger showing up there and, and Maul being, you know, spoilers for rebels, but Maul being killed by Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine uh, in rebels. So that would be really cool. That's, that's cool that they're bringing that, that book out because, you know, it's going to be popular and they know it's money. It's it's sales. They know the uh, Kenobi series is out and people don't care if it's legends or or canon. It's still a good story. It's a really good book. And I've not read all of it, but I did start yeah. it because I was totally so, told multiple times to read it. Right. So it kind of it seems like he ends up getting involved, involved with this character, Annalene Caldwell, who runs a store. She's a widow. She and Kenobi kind of develop feelings for each other a little mm-hmm. bit go on some adventures you know deal with some tuscan raiders but then ultimately obi-wan has to friend zoner because uh wow he's there for a reason wow wow i've always said obi-wan is the truest <laughs> of true like he is just committed plus he's still plus he's still way. got you know he's still got the feels for um satine yeah gosh uh, uh real quick while uh, you mentioned the yeah, x i just want to bring this up uh the star wars x-wing book series is a 10 book series of star wars novels written by michael stackpole uh these are let me see here yeah rogue squadron is that first book it's book one but it's the x-wing series so they go into a bunch of different things you've got uh wedges gamble is that next one and then you've got um kratos trap the back to war wraith uh, squadron iron fist solo command and so on. There's about 10 of them, but I never read all of them. I, I just, I actually remember when one came out in 99, I think it was solo command. I just started reading it cause it was new. It came out in 99 and I was like, Oh cool. A new star Wars book. Right. And you see it's your library. And I remember picking up and thinking, Oh my God, there's more of these. And I, what, what am I going to do? But yeah. So, um, okay. The other news was we got there. They released some expert excerpts. That's the word I'm looking for. For uh, Queen's Hope, which is the, you know the continuation in the uh, anime or Anakin Padme hmm. uh, sort of s- story, her her books, right? Like there's Queen's Gambit and then Queen Queen's Hope, um, and then uh, new excerpt from the upcoming Thrawn book. Okay, okay, and that's the, awesome. Which is the, right, which is the final chapter of the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. Okay. And I didn't. I haven't. I haven't read either of those books, nor have I read the ex- excerpts. But a lot of people are saying this stuff could is definitely going to tie into Ahsoka. Really? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So the Thrawn you've stuff read, you've read. You've read some of the new ones, right? Yeah, just the, so just the, the Thrawn, Thrawn novels. Thrawn. 
And I think like, again, the reason that that one probably will tie into the Ahsoka story is Ezra Bridger. And there's something known as like in the Chiss ascendancy, they have young Chiss like before the age of 14 or something, or maybe even younger than that. They're very young. They're children and they're called Skywalkers. They can navigate the skies. You know, I mean, we saw how like in the rise of Skywalker, you needed a navigator. You needed kind of that uh, locator, I forget what they're called, um, that took you to Exegol. And essentially, you wouldn't need that with a Sith or with a uh, with a Skywalker. They could navigate all of those different pathways in in the in what they call the chaos. They call it the chaos outside of the ascendancy. You know, just navigating was tough. You needed a navigator who could sense things and and guide use the Force essentially to guide them through. But for some reason, their young uh, Skywalkers lose the ability to they lose that sight. Uh, the, the site that's given to them through the force for some reason, and they can't access it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. There might be some, some tie in there or just information that's important. Maybe not Thrawn. Well, I mean, again, Thrawn is meant she's looking for Thrawn. So right. like, that's, that's kind of the big deal. Right. But, but then there's the other added bit of the Chiss ascendancy, which God, if they show us that man, just go for it, hit a home run here, you know, yes. like just do it. So yes, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I mean, the Thrawn again, it's going to be, he's, well, I need to, I'm going to have to read these books because he seems like he's going to be our big villain. He's going to be our Thanos, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this, this is going to be in the Mandoverse who we're going to have to go up against. And I, I, that's why I think Book of Boba Fett is going to introduce a, a lot of different other crime syndicates and things like that, which is cool. So people, crime bosses that can pop in and out. But the Ahsoka show is going to show us our, our next big boss. So it's interesting, like in Mandalorian, I'm thinking that's just going to be internal conflict. Like season three of the Mandalorian is going to be Bo-Katan. Right. It's the two Mandalorian factions going head to head kind of thing. And then Ahsoka is going to say, ah, there's a bigger threat, right? Now we got this bigger threat with Thrawn and I need to go seek out Bo-Katan, who I know, and Din Djarin, who I know, who are on opposite sides. We got to unite Mandalore. You know what I mean? Like there's things Could like we that defeat that Thrawn, though. Because it seems like know. it seems like we're going to defeat Thrawn, and then that's going to lead way to the First Order. Because uh, whatever conflict we get coming out of all of the stuff that's going on here is going to lead to ultimately the creation of the First Order. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, and it's it's supposedly supposed to like it's they've gone to the unknown region and they've done some of this and and Thrawn is supposedly in the unknown region with Ezra Bridger, so he should know something. Thrawn seems to know a lot about things he shouldn't know about. Like, he knew about the Death Star project before anyone else did. That was shocking to the Emperor and to Vader. And so I feel like he's going to know about the First Order to some degree, but know that it's in its infancy, and maybe we need something sooner than what Palpatine's contingency plan is is allowing for. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, there's some other news. Um, that just that the Acolyte is going to begin filming in uh, February, so that's going to be that's the one. Okay. That, that's the one that that's the one that series? takes place towards. The, that's the TV series. Remember, we saw the the, the teaser for that. Um, my guess is actually, if it's beginning <clears throat> filming in February, I think we probably hear about it at the Disney Plus Day, and we're revealed as to who the lead is. Uh, supposedly going to be a female uh, lead character, which um, drawn by Leslie. Headland right for the longest time the rumor was that Brie Larson was going to be the lead of it but I don't know if that's accurate because that is a Mike Zero uh, quote so you always have to take oh those my God. <laughs> you always have to take those with a, with a, with a grain of salt um, but the, the that, that her code name is going to be Aura so that's okay. the, that's that's what we have. So it's probably it's going to begin filming in February. And uh, the other, other other news had as was that Andor is is um, again a lot of this comes from Star Wars leaks and then you know spread out to like thousands of different sources and you can go check them all. Um, but that the Andor series is going to is they have at least is multiple seasons. Yeah, like I think you mentioned like someone three Maybe three yeah, is what I saw. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Again, just some some filler stuff like how far back is the first season going to go is is what i wonder like uh how much of his his arc are we gonna are we gonna tell that's that's cool i mean he could interact with other big players that matter in the mandalorian you know that would be an interesting thing even though he, we know he doesn't make it 
still just him being a stage where in which other characters can step on. It's so uh, God, he doesn't meet Jenner or so. So we don't get Jenner. We just get we just get we him. not get Jenner or so. Son of a gun. It's crazy. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. That's good news. We'll it's see cool. how season one is. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of that. But as let's dive into the Mandalorian episode two, the child. Now, again, this is a rewatch, so um, they're not don't have to go over the, like the whole plot summary of of the episode. But so I guess our second or perhaps third time around um, watching this first time for me watching it after season two of the Mandalorian anything else you sort of took away from this one this one's a little more self-contained kind of a story um with Mando having to go you know get the Sulga right the egg right so that the Jawas can get it um with obviously sort of the, I would say the biggest takeaway from this is that the child who looks at this point back in our those mindset baby Yoda right now we know mm -hmm. is Grogu um can use the force and he lifts up the mm -hmm. mud horn. Um, and this is obviously a big deal because this will be Dinjarin's sort of sigil um, going forward. But, you know, the thing I will say that I took away from this on my second watch as, mm -hmm. and then I'll toss it to you, was I guess I kind of forgot. Like, we see Baby Yoda, Grogu, walking towards him after he gets sort of hurt when Trace trying to get this go to the sand crawler remember he's kind of fixing his armor and remember like grogu's going towards him and then he's actually going to use the force to force heal him but we don't know that yet yeah because we've definitely not seen him use the force nor have we seen him force heal mm -hmm. and so that was kind of like the one thing i took away from this on my on my watch through it's like oh that's actually what he was trying to do is he was trying to force heal him because mm -hmm. then we see him use the force later and then we see him force heal much later towards you know toward towards the towards the end so that for me i guess on my on my watch through this this episode there's not like i would say there's not like you know it's not the empire or any of the hmm. stuff isn't involved sort of a self little contained story but so i for me yeah. that was my big takeaway of this second watch yeah that's a good point is that that's that shows you that they're thinking about stuff later on in in the season or the series you know, where they have that little tiny gesture that we look back on a rewatch and we say, oh, there we go. Like he might have been trying to force heal him. And we know he does that later. So it makes sense. That's the layer of, of writing and pr production that you want to see. And so I think that is cool when you go back and catch these things. Also, so for me, what kind of stood out? Uh, two things. First, the Transdosian warriors, right? Uh, they, yes. They're there like they jump him in the beginning. and You're like, oh, there's three of them. So that's kind of cool. You know, this is a group that they're warrior-like individuals. We saw them in the recent uh, the Book of Boba Fett trailer, teaser trailer. They're there. Uh, we have a whole video out on Sid. Is Sid involved in, in, in that? Uh, Bosk and, and others, are they a part of that? Mando takes those guys out. No problem, uh, kind of. Then it's like, it's just so cool that he does like no, like go back to Vader's line where he's talking to, to Boba Fett about no disintegrations, right? And this actually, this we get to see this. We get to see Jawas disintegrated, which is crazy. And you've got Yo uh, Grogu's leaning over, just looking like, like what's going on? Like they're getting shot and killed. Uh, I was thinking, if ever like Din Djarin showed back up on Arvala Seven, do they do they greet him like they like the Ewoks greeted C three PO? Like, oh. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, like, cause he brought the Suga, Suga, like right. he brought it, man. And like, maybe there's an alliance there, you know, you do these things. Now you build rapport. And is it possible that this group of Jawas communicates with other Jawas or is it just this faction on Arvala seven that he's going to be close with, uh, which is cool. Also some of the most epic stuff from Quill, like when he's just like, when they go to build a ship again, he's like, it'll go much faster if you help. And you're like, this Ugnot is, he's good. And all the, we always see Ugnots working with machinery and doing stuff and their mechanics and they're, they're smart and they are really good at their job and what they do. So with Quill, he's like, I, like, this is my life. This is what I used to do. I'm retired from this and watch me. I can fix this ship. And he has spoken. And when he has spoken, yes. it's over, Matt. It's, it's done. Uh, <laughs> so 
Quill for me, I just I keep going back thinking like, what a great character. Quill was is so awesome and it brings a level of um I don't know, like he's a mentor. He's even talking to to Din about like well, you can't run, the, you know, you can't, you can't ride this. Uh, was that in the first episode where he was talking about riding one of the Blurgs? Right. And it was just like, you're you know, a Mandalorian warrior. Exactly. You be able to do this. Exactly. You, you used to tame the great mythosaur of, of legend and stuff like that. Like, come on now. And then that gets to him. He speaks of peace. He's wise. Quill is wise. And I just, God, I can't believe he's gone, man. You know, it uh, hurts. <laughs> nobody's ever really gone. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Like, I hope we get them in a, you know, backstory, but yeah. Yeah. You know, um, some interesting things here because we don't really see a whole lot on this, on this plan. I mean, we don't even really see that many settlements. I mean, these, what are these Jawas doing? I mean, how many times is Din's ship going to get taken apart? I mean, now it's gone. It's, but I mean, my gosh, now, it, yeah. I mean, man, it gets taken apart by the Jawas and then it gets, you know, sort of wrecked and it's got to get fixed in season two and then it just gets destroyed. Yeah um or went out for the razor crest right also good point is so at the end there did we see him i can't remember if there was like a thing a shot at the end a new ship or anything with him you know because after after grogu is taken uh right okay we don't see him we don't know yeah okay i mean somehow he has to get off that ship yeah that's what i'm thinking like like what is the ship that he goes and gets does he does he well, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's other ships on that. That start. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I just mean like, what's his new kind of like? What's going to be a Tie Fighter and just rolls around in it for a bit? Crazy cow, that would be crazy. That's um, kind of dangerous. Like the crazy thing is though, you have a really good ship like the Razor Crest and it's gone, and I think that hurt. That hurt. And the more I think about oh, that, yeah. I I just I assumed it was always going to be around, like the Millennium Falcon. Like it's a ship. It's just part of Star Wars right. now. It's the Razor Crest, so you can't really. Right. It was pre-imperial. Um, right. And right. That's gone, Matt. No, because after that, he's riding around in Boba Fett's ship. Let's. Yes. Be, yes. Let's be correct. Let's be you know, correct about this. Right. He was riding around in Boba Fett. Yeah. In his ship. Um, in, in, Boba, in Boba Fett's ship. So. He's not anymore. Does he make another? Does he get another Razor Crest like ship, or does he just get something totally brand new and, and it's a different kind of upgrade? That'd be cool. I, I just I just want something more that's like iconic that we look at and we go, oh, it's another cool ship in Star Wars. That isn't there a Razor Crest like ship in The Force Awakens? Well, there is the um, one that I thought was cool is the Ebon Hawk, right? You've talked about this a lot, which is a cool looking ship. Yeah, so there is there is a ship in 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 the Force Awakens. It's when Han Solo is talking to Rey. Han gives her like the blaster, and in the background you can see, um, that's right, a ship that looks like the Razor Crest. It's a different color. Obviously, the Razor Crest is gone, but he could go get a similar mm-hmm. shape, right? Right, similar that's, make and model. Yeah, that's what. Um... Ah, uh, gosh, I was just again reading this week in Legends, and Han Solo is all is all ticked at Chewbacca and the team because they went in and they fixed the Millennium Falcon to the point where it looks like a brand new freaking ship. It had just gotten out of a rough patch in the last in the last trilogy, and it's in here. And he's like, they they he's like they changed the cushions on the Falcon. Like, don't they know good cushions are like you can't change that stuff? You know, he's all pissed because they've taken everything. It almost looks like Lando's version of of the Falcon. He's like, I got to loosen some stuff on this ship because I don't know. It's the rattling that he knew how far he was pressing the Falcon. So right. to me, you got to know your ship and I, he's, you got to break a ship in. And I just love that he was always working on that stupid ship and it was falling apart or he was or, or it crashed in, on the ice planet with the spiders and he needed repairs. Freaking sweater vest guy, right, was there. Right. Uh, <laughs> Mon Cala just was fixing up a ship with wire and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what that's, that's, what a, that's great, but yeah. Probably I mean, yeah, in the droids. Right. Are we going to go back season three? I think we got to go. Back Absolutely. Absolutely. Could Peli motto be in, uh, or, you know, we've talked about that. Could Peli motto be in Boba Fett? Yeah, absolutely. I think she could. Or Cobb Vance. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't that, why not? You've got these established or characters. Cad Bane. Being, 
we like them. They come on for one episode in the Mandalorian. Why not bring them in for one chapter in the book of Boba Fett? And they've, then it shows you like, oh, they kind of know one another or there's that Mandalorian fella. And Jen Pelimato is talking about it. And she, you know, I don't know. It just would be a cool connection. Again, you've got, uh, um, oh, what's the, what's his name? Oh my gosh. Oh, the red four. Dang it. No. What the heck? R four. Sorry. Astromed. Yes. Is that who, uh, God, why am I blanking on, on the droids freaking name and R R two R four R four D four. Is that what it is? I think so. Right. Let me see here. Anyways. Cool. Has the maps, right? Like I just love seeing. Yeah. R five D four. There we go. R five D four. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Um, R five D four. Imperial or, uh, you know, rebel informant. I mean, still maybe sending transmissions back to the new Republic. It's just kind of a, a secret, whatever bad motivator. It's been fixed sort of, I want to see that little droid running around again. It just makes me feel good. So, yeah. So, uh, again, this episode guys, I mean, I mean, I know we're doing, I know we're doing this Mandalorian rewatch, but there's just not really a lot in this episode other than, I mean, I guess, you know, it's the Mudhorn and the connection that he makes and Grogu saves him. But I guess it sort of speaks a little bit to Grogu. Is he mm-hmm. just inherent, you know, is he inherently good or has the bond already started? Yes. Yes. Because he's already like on this walk on this trip, he, like that first little fight, right? That he's, He's already defending him. He's already taking care of him. He killed the droid. I mean, he killed, you know, IG-11 when the termination order was there. Gum was raised. So right. something is starting to kind of form already. And I think Rogue and the Force can sense those feelings, too, probably. Like, oh, okay, this is like a found. It almost feels like this is a foundling. This is just a child. I didn't sign up for this. You know what I mean? I got to take care of this individual. Or I, I'm thinking he's conflicted right now as to what he should do. But, yeah, he's just getting the ship and, and making it happen here. So, and you know what's interesting is he tells Quill what happens, and Quill doesn't know about it. Remember, Quill's like, he's like, he's like, explain to me what happened. Yeah, exactly. And, and so he, Quill, and it seems like Quill over. obviously does, Quill does not know about the force. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, I think, he, yeah, maybe he does, because I think later on he says something, but doesn't he? Um, no, I feel, I I feel like he he's just did. confused by I think he's just confused by the fact that well, maybe not. Maybe he, you know, um, for some reason, I felt like Quill was kind of more in tune to, to things like that. But but maybe not because he is inquiring about it and wants to know, you know, what it is that this child child did explain it again. Yeah, because yeah. and, and again, offers Din offers him a job. You know, you'd be. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah, that, that that reminds me of like Han Solo offering Luke, you know, you'd be good in a fight, right? We could use you, which is cool. He offers, um, he offers Ray a job too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, which is cool. Han's always trying to get another another crew crew guy on there because you know Han's a good guy. But anyways, yeah. So for me, other things in this, I guess, just getting to be inside of a sand crawler was cool. Like, you know, going into with the Jawas and being inside there was was interesting. Seeing them talk like a couple times in the Mandalorian, you've seen Mando sit down with the Tusken Raiders and communicate with hand signals. And then you see Quill speak. Right. And and their and their, their Jawa language is he tries to, to speak it. Uh, Quill does, and then so does Mando. So we're communicating with these individuals that have been in Star Wars for a long time, and it's just awesome to hear, you know, to see that, to see him sit down and negotiate and actually take a moment with the Jawas and explore that more. It's it's again, you go back, and I don't think they've lost sight of this, which which uh, John Favreau said. You take your older brother got all of the the cool Star Wars figures like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Leia. You're left with the other ones. You're left with a stormtrooper, a Jawa, and an Ewok. What do you do? How do you make a show out of that? And that's what they're doing. They're, they're saying, you know, we're going to make a show with the lesser Star Wars characters, but it ends up being really cool because in Star Wars, what made it so cool was those levels, right? You're like, what you've got, you go from Jawas to a cantina full of aliens. There's so many different things in there. 
so much attention to detail that now it's like people are fascinated by by those alien groups or those planets or the ships or the droids and they're taking those and saying yeah let's make something with like r5 why is that a huge easter egg and people love r5 he's in the first movie he's in the first Jawas yes. are in the first movie the crate dragon is in the first movie uh you know I just well, it won't surprise me if we if we go to Beggars Canyon at some point in, in in the Mandalorian or in the Book of Boba Fett, and we see its references. Talk, Biggs and Luke are talking about Beggars Canyon back home. Womp rats show. I mean, we just saw the Bomar monks in the in, in the Book of Boba Fett opening the spiders with the human like uh, brain. Matt, who would have ever thought we would like? That's the kind of stuff they're saying. Let's take these minor little things and make them cool and show these to people and people are like yeah i remember that from the originals that's awesome so you know yeah. is there some is there something we don't know about the sulga yeah there, i, don't I know. mean because they're willing to give din Djarin back all of the parts of his ship yeah for the for the egg now is this jawas just being jawas i don't know let's go look how do you or spell, how do you spell I don't. I, I don't think. Sulga I don't think it egg. actually. I don't think it actually says anything. I think it's just listed in in the in Wikipedia as. And in fact, actually, I think you can't even. There's not like anything specific about the mudhorn egg. I think it's just sort of like some of mudhorn. I was. Let me look. As. Yeah, it seems like you can get a lot out of the Jawas just by bringing this egg, and they typically have a lot of good stuff. I mean, uh, Cobb Vanth got the mandalorian armor they they had r2 and c3po like they get around and they collect a lot of stuff which which is pretty cool but yeah they hid under their heavy robes wow there are rumors claiming they were giant rodents or devolved humans the jawas yeah they're typically small um, now these jawas are different at least yeah. i think that because they have red eyes as opposed to the yellow we've seen before Right, I think it's just a setup that they're in different. They're different. Um, different oh, world. Oh, or or, or who is knows? there more to it? Is it maybe darker? they've been maybe they've been turned to the power of the dark side from the Sulga? Holy smokes! <laughs> the, the, the the Sulga. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, they used ion blasters to stun droids. Let's see. They have a tentative, peaceful relationship with the Tuscan Raiders. Or, um, yeah, an, an aggressive species native to Tatooine. The Jawas preferred to avoid the uh, says Sand People, Tuscan Raiders, when, uh, whenever. Yeah, because they, they have unpredictable natures. Okay, they also feared the Crate Dragon, obviously getting caught in the sandstorm, so on. Jawas present on Arvala Seven had a love for mudhorn eggs, going so far as to trade a large pile of parts for a single egg that's all it says why there's more to that i guarantee we can speculate um does it is it some type of like drug do they get like a high off of it or something you know they, i mean they, they, they go I crazy I, they go crazy it's like catnip is the suga like jawa nip yeah m m maybe it's like uh i don't think of mary and pippin when they drink the int juice and they get taller maybe they maybe they you know that's maybe something to be Hey, that's in the extended edition, my friend. That's in the extended edition. They get a little bit taller, but then you don't really notice it throughout the rest of the <laughs> rest of the film. Um, is that in the movie? In yeah, the there's an edition. There's an extended edition where they're drinking, um, they're drinking some, in, you know, water or something like that, and they 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 get a little taller. Um, yes. But then, but then when you see them later, they look the same size as they did before. So I don't know. But that's that. That the, again, extended. That yeah. Well, I've seen. I've only. I've never. I don't think I've actually ever seen the theatrical version. I get. I get made fun of because people. I mean, I I watch the theatrical on TV all the time or whatever. And on my Up Duck and Tolkien, uh, Lord of the Rings podcast, the big question is: Has Ez ever seen the extended edition? And I wanted to go down uh, and be known that I that I have seen the extended edition. And I just I just brought up an example right there, so people can get off my back. Oh, you're right. You're correct. Yeah, it's cool. It's just a cool little moment between them and Treebeard. So I'm thinking like, hey, is this is this uh Sulga egg? It's just yeah, it's just before they meet. It's they're drinking the water and then and then Treebeard comes out. Yes, you're correct. And there's like a big like groan in their in their stomach and they're just like, whoa, you know, they start to grow. Right. Kind of funny. Um but yeah, the I guess I mean 
leave us a comment, send us a transmission as to what you think the old Sulga egg is 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 all about. I mean, is it something we could use in the future? That's I just sticky, like, man. Uh, yeah, it looked like like they were dipping honey out of there. They were just and right. They went nuts for that thing, though. They went nuts for that, and it was really they're cool willing because to give Din Djarin all of the parts of the ship back for that. Everything, everything back for that egg, which is huge. So, and I also think that's going to build his his sort of uh, his his cred, his Jawa cred with them. I think other Jawas might know that he's this is the guy. He can get you the egg. So whatever he needs to build a new ship or parts or droids or something, he's become more fond of droids. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe over time he has a, a companion. A lot of times it's been Grogu. It's been Baby Yoda that's been with him. But a lot of times you see these individuals like Han has Chewbacca and Luke has his droids. And, you know, it just would be Ray's got her droid. Maybe we so get a Jawa to come with us. Could you imagine? He just a gets lot. a Jawa. He gets a Jawa friend. Uh, that would be yeah. Well, I, I just I just want though. That got it, Matt. If 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 Din can go to all these planets, and he's not even on Mon Calamari, and he sees uh, other 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 you know Calamari, and he sees other other aliens on different planets, and and I, I just feel like why can't you see an Ewok that got off of Endor and made it somewhere? Like they did it in the books. There was this Ewok that was very smart, worked on ships, learned basic, and took off from the planet. And actually, in the old Caravan of Courage, Wicket is learning basic from Sindel. I just don't know why we can't have Din run across an old Ewok out there selling something. You know, maybe he's selling these these things that are that have power and and like you know, it's like like necklaces or or bracelets or something with teeth. And and it, there he's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, and he's got the freaking, you know, magical power. He's like a little booth and it's just in walking past and you see an Ewok trying to sell stuff at a marketplace. I That's all I want. I'm not asking well, for a whole lot. I do think we will meet. I do think we will get, we will go to an Ewok. I mean, I'm sure there's Ewoks outside of Endor. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe not. I hope so. The forest I, moon of the forest moon of Endor. Right, right. But I just think they can take them off of the planet. I don't know why they can't. Um, like they they could learn how to how to travel, or someone could go there and pick them up and say, hey, "This is a really good mechanic." That was the thing in the book, and I can't remember the Ewok's name. That's a mechanic, but in the books, they had one, and it, um, I think it was a I think she uh, loved Chewbacca and was I think it was in the Solo Lando book, kind of first shot or whatever. So it's doable, man. They've done it in, in books. Do it in this. Take your other. That's a that's a character, right? Like the Jawa. The Ewok is just this rand, like, you know, the minor character. And let's see it. Let's make it happen. I'm down. I'm down so. for it. So, OK, as well. Uh, I think that's it for our Mandalorian yeah. recap. We'll be coming back next week. You know, the next episode's like big. It's just sort of this yeah. one. Yeah, this it's just is, episode two. There's not really a lot. There's not really a lot going on in it. It's kind of like, I mean, episode two of Mandalorian season two is like my favorite episode. That's one where he's, where Grogu's chowing down on eggs. What is it with the eggs? Yeah, there's something. There's there's something up. I don't know. Which is cool. I, I like it. I love when, like, so in this episode two, one of the things, like, doesn't he tell uh, Grogu to spit out that frog? He's like eating that frog not or whatever. One. No, that's not, that's not in this one. Was that the last one? No. That hasn't yeah, happened yet. Oh no! I, there's a yeah. There is that he he's eating uh like because I just watched he he's eating like a frog or something. I thought. Oh, is that where he spits it? No, that's not yet because he has, when he's when he's learned, when the 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 blurg when he's when he's uh so that was probably first episode. And I dismissed it or something. But like no, that would be the second one because the first one the first one he gets Grogu at the very end of the episode. Oh, that's right. So so it's it's this one. It's he tells the very him, beginning of this one, but he's just well, eating when, something. Grogu's right. like he's like spit that out, and he's got like the legs are coming out of his mouth. And okay, like, you're little, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I remember and, that. I just didn't. Yeah, I must have because he eats different that. things throughout. Like he eats the eggs, like you said. He eats the. Doesn't right. he eat something else? And I just was like, yeah, you're right, because in episode four, he's trying to eat the eggs. Yeah. Right? He's trying to eat a frog, and he spits it out because all the kids are around him. The kids are around. He's like embarrassed. <laughs> I. It, that's just. You know. It's great. He's allowed to eat whatever. It's what it's little what guy, man. Doing. Yeah, he's hungry. He's got to grow up. Yeah. And the next episode, tall. we're gonna give him back. I know. Then we gotta get him back. So the next I episode know. is gonna be big, especially now because now we can talk about Doctor Pershing and Mount Tantis and all this. Yes. Stuff. Yes. That'll be good. So we will. We will certainly do that. So all right, guys. Hey, 
that is it for us today. Thank you guys for hanging out in hyperspace as always as you know send us your transmissions at you know hyperspace hangout at uh, gmail.com let us know what you guys are thinking about mandalorian book of boba fett any of the other star wars news what's the act like gonna be what's ahsoka gonna be when are we getting the obi-wan trailer and guys you can leave us a uh hit us up on itunes if you like the podcast those likes and you know reviews super are incredibly incredibly helpful to the podcast so we really really appreciate that uh stay tuned because we have a lot more coming you know uh we got a we did a thing about sid is sid gonna yeah. be in boba fett and some other stuff as we get a little more nuggets about that as well so with that guys remember that this is the way Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.